Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. My pleasure, as always, and for the first time this year to have in the studio, Nick Stewart, the CEO of the Stewart Group from right here in Hastings. How are you going, Nick? Great, thank you. Good yeah. to see you. Uh, today's topic for discussion is reflections. What are, we, what are you reflecting on? Uh, well, reflecting on that uh, just over a year ago, of course, um, Cyclone Gabriel you know, hit New Zealand and the, the devastation that we saw you know, locally to our community. So yeah, so I um, so we penned a piece uh, last week just uh, entitled "Reflection and Resilience," just looking back over the year about you know kind mm. of what's happened and and the fact that whilst you look around and you can see that there are some you know beautiful producers currently on the trees or the vines, but we must remember that you know these type of events, these kind of one in one hundred year events, seem to be happening a little more yes, frequently indeed. now. So that's why we thought we'd talk about resilience, because whilst that fruit is growing and everything appears fine, under the surface often that is not the case. And it's like, what resilience have we put in place as a community so that the next time that this happens, uh, whenever that may be, that we are better prepared, our infrastructure is of a nature that it can handle what happened last time much, much better. Yeah. I wonder how do you do that? How do you start? Because like we say, supposedly a one in 100 year event and people saying, well, yeah, that's not going to happen again. But how do you prepare for it? Uh, it requires local and central government to assist with, you know, core infrastructure and showing the lead, um, you know, shining a light on what can be done. So like, you know, just the way that we do things, for example, the other day I uh, happened to drive up to Pukatitari and we drove through Rissington. And I noticed that the Scout Hall has now a solar panel system, battery, etc., so that that's now a community hub mm. for that area. Now, the same thing's happened at the Marae Kākahō Community Hall that has a solar array, a solar system, yep. uh, has um, batteries, so that next time, if that was to happen, you could go to that location, charge your phone, use the internet, You've, you know, you know this power. Whereas, you know, as we know last time, you know, a, a cell tower is designed, at, it has a backup battery with it, and they're designed to last a number of days. Well, we had cell towers, they were dying mid-morning mm. after the event. Yes, indeed. So that's why, so that kind of resilience in the form of these hubs, that's a big one that's happening, that's being led by, by government. But it's also... The type of rebuild that we do, you know, are we are we going to rebuild better, mm. or are we just going to do a quick effect, a quick and effective, cheap method of reinstating the infrastructure, but not thinking further ahead? Yeah, I wonder though, uh, it's human nature, isn't it? To think, 
oh, wow, we got through it. We are going to do something about that. And then it fades into your memory. And to a lot of people now, it is the memory, apart from you know the big commemoration yesterday. And uh, I was terribly embarrassed myself yes. during Cyclone Gabriel when we thought we didn't even have batteries in the house for the for the radio. Yeah. And uh, so, and we thought, well, we must get that radio. We didn't even have the radio. We, we found an old <laughs> decorative thing that we tried to crank up. But you know, to be, I'm embarrassed to say, still haven't done it. Yeah. Well, um, well, it, it's funny. You should talk about the radio. I was at, I was buying a large extension brush the other day for our solar panel system because mm. you know the panels get a little bit of get some pollen a little bit of dirt so we like to clean them and i happen to be at mitre 10 buying this massive 3.8 meter extension brush <laughs> yes. with a hose attachment and right next to me were two in a little container sitting there two of those little wee radios mm. that are fired up by um two double a batteries yeah and i was like because do you know how hard they were to get during that? Yeah, because, no, I mean, who has a little transistor radio these days? Not many no people do. Yeah. Most of the time you use your phone to listen to the radio or you go in the car. Whereas, um, yeah, so they are there. I mean, just, I, I, I happened to buy two last week. You just have to seek them out. Yeah. It's all about preparation, isn't it? And that, it is. that also is a good segue into our, our financial uh, resilience. Indeed. Well, yeah, look, and, and at the moment, you know, we we still have this cost of living crisis. Inflation is still there. A lot of people, look, and I was, let's just touch on inflation for a second, because inflation is coming down. Globally, inflation is coming down, which is really good, because there is, there's some inflation that we can't control, which is actually imported inflation. It's what's happening overseas. And then there's domestic inflation. So if we look at inflation as a whole, it is coming down, mm. unfortunately. For Kiwis, most of the inflation, the largest effect on bringing it down thus far has been from foreign inflation, whereas domestic inflation has actually been very stubborn. Mm -hmm. Now, I say that's a negative because we can't control what foreigners do or what's happening in foreign, um, the manufacturing scene, um, oil, gas, etc., which we're now basically importing, unfortunately. Um, But what we can control is what happens on our islands. And in New Zealand. And look, unfortunately, our inflation has actually been really stubborn and quite high, which is why in the last week, ANZ Bank have said that there's potentially going to be two more rate hikes. Mm. Now, that wasn't forecast last year. Most people say, no, it'll be coming down. Whereas, look, our domestic inflation has been incredibly stubborn, which is a real concern during this period of time where we've got, we've still got this um, cost of living crisis. Uh, it is a crisis. I mean, if you look at all the metrics, things like um, record number of defaults on, um, well, in recent times, record number of defaults on uh, people not paying their mortgage. You've got a massive ramp up in um, credit card arrears. Um, you've got a phenomenal surge in um, unsecured lending. So, in other words, that's not people going to get a mortgage. Uh, that's people paying serious interest rates to get short-term um, funding, yep. which shows all the signs of fiscal stress. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you're reflecting on what uh, was a bleak year for Hawke's Bay in particular, um, New Zealand in general, but do you see a bleak year ahead, financially speaking, for most people? Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. Look, if we go back and look at the events in the past, like look at that kind of global financial crisis 2008, you know, we, we were suffering a, um, a hangover from that for three years. Mm. If you think about the 1987 stock market crash, now, I, the reason I talk about the crash is that a lot of people talk, oh, well, that's a stock market, Nick, but I'm, but actually, it was actually the economy. Mm. Um, 
I mean, we were we suffered the effects of that well into the early 1990s. So, in other words, you know, the storm happens happened on that one in October of um, September October of 1987. Um, it took years for it to flow through. So, on this one, on what we've got coming through. You know, it, it, it's not something where just, uh, you know, the clouds part, the sun comes out, and it's um, happy days again. Yeah. It takes quite some time for this to wash through. So so if we think about, like, um, fiscal measurements, so I've got one here. So Tuners and Growers posted its um, 2013 interim results. So Tuners and Growers is a, you know, a company with a large exposure to the horticultural sector of Hawke's Bay, and it was affected. Mm. Well, you know, their, um, uh, you know, the, their uh, operating profit, uh, is you know they lost um, twenty one point four million dollars, down from um, a fifteen million dollar profit the previous time. So we're talking you know phenomenal swing yes. uh, in net numbers. If that's the kind of large end of town, you know the kind of really large corporate player, you can imagine what it's like for the smaller players too, exactly right. um, who may not have the same amount of fiscal resilience that they can tap into. Now you mentioned those two rate hikes that are coming along; they're going to affect our mortgage. Borrowers, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 They do. You've got some people who have fixed mortgages, which will see them through. For example, if you had a fixed mortgage that didn't roll off until um, expire or roll off until say mid twenty twenty six, well, what happens today and tomorrow and next year really doesn't affect you. No. You can read about it, but it doesn't affect you because you're not. You know, you're not going to get a letter in the post saying, "Hey, this is your new rate." Mm. Um, you know, happy birthday. Sorry about yes. the number. Yeah. Whereas there are some people who whose mortgages will roll off this year, and in fact, there's a a huge portion roll off this year, because not many people not many people borrow long. Most people actually, you know, they borrow long, but their their term for um, locking in their rate, you know, most people don't do five years. No, of you know, not. most people were historically have done kind of eighteen through thirty six months max. Yeah. So a lot of that is rolling off, and you have to pay the piper. Yeah, um, so a lot of people, that's why you're seeing that kind of um, hospitality scene. So you know, one of the easiest things one can do is not eat out, okay? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, it's one of the first things that people cut because it, it, it's very difficult to um, not spend money on fuel because if you have to commute, you have to travel, you have to do things, you have to pay for the fuel. But spending money on a nice meal out, well, that is one of the first things that goes. And I don't know if you've noticed, Ken, but I've certainly noticed over the last six months that the hospitality scene, not so much here in Hawke's Bay, fortunately, but outside of this region, a lot of hospitality uh, businesses uh, have either uh, elected to close Mm. or they have been forced to close due to a dire fiscal position. A really good quote just before you came in, uh, and it was, how can I plan for the future when I can hardly plan for today? Yeah, well, that, look, that's true. It's a good, good quote. But that's when you need to sit down, um, seek some advice. Or firstly, just sit down and understand your actual position. So what goes in, what goes out, what can be changed. And sometimes from that, you realize that you have to make some big decisions. Yeah. Um, and look, and it's that thing of just having that frank and robust, honest discussion. Like I had a, um, I was talking to someone recently where, they were going to go out and purchase a really, really expensive residential home. And I kind of reminded them of the kind of the rule of 1%. And the rule of 1% is that, and, and this is commonly used in the United States in financial planning, and the rule of 1% is that if you spend a million dollars on a property, 
basically the upkeep per year will be 1% or $10,000. So if you were a superannuitant and you were about to buy a $2 million home with an implied $20,000 a year, the rule of 1%, Mm -hmm. on upkeep and maintenance. Well, after you add insurance and you add rates, that's going to take up a single person's entire pension. Yes, indeed. That is why it's really important to have that frank, robust discussion. Use someone as a sounding board, someone you trust and respect, someone who has some knowledge who can say, hey, should I be making this decision? Or the other one is when you're looking at your balance sheet, your assets, your liabilities, income, assets, you name it, you sit there and you go, hey, maybe I have to make some hard calls. Maybe, mm. Look, maybe we shouldn't be in this home of this value. Maybe it yep. should be a little bit less. Hey, maybe we don't need two cars because we're heading into retirement. Maybe we can just have one car and we just share and we just shrink the expenditure and think a little smarter. I think you mentioned uh, something similar in the, one of the last shows you did last year that, uh, you know, we always want to go to that street that's a little bit better. And, do, <laughs> and when we reflect on it, because we are reflecting today, do we really need to do that? I mean, it's just a status symbol for a lot of people, isn't it? That yeah, it is. And look, and you're starting to see at the moment this bubble of expenditure that's gone through, the, the, this inflation where things are more expensive, it's not going away. No. And people thought that it was a one-off. And, you know, you and I, you know, we go to the supermarket here in Hawke's Bay and there were certain produce that we couldn't buy last year because mm. of the of the dire weather. For example, you know, over Christmas, you try to buy a kumara. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't exist. And no. when you did see them, they were small and scrawny and very, very expensive. Mm. Um, now, a lot of us were like, oh, that was just thanks to Gabriel or that really, really wet summer last year. Whereas now, well, that was last year. Mm. We've got the new crop that's been harvested now and there's no deals. You know, everything's still expensive. So people are like, they did the breathe in. They were like, whew, I think I, you know, I think I can get through. They've got through what they thought was the other side and it's, hey, it's just as bad now as it was then. (laughs) So, so some people are having to make decisions that they thought were short term. This is now permanent. So people are having to think about, and I use that, you know, that that, I was talking about that title of my piece around reflection and resilience. The resilience is the key. I mean, you know, at the moment, if it was not to change, if this is the new norm in terms of this is the cost of, of um, groceries, fuel, etc., then how does one cut one's cloth to meet the current and projected um, costs? I wonder, I felt a bit depressed the other day, Nick, uh, mm. particularly for young people, uh, because I listened to an article which said that uh, it's going to be tougher now to borrow money to buy a house. You know, the bank's going to lend you six times your income. Yes, I understand. And uh, yep. saying that the average person to get a loan in Hawke's Bay to buy a house is going to need an income between the two of them of $174,000. That's going to put the kibosh on home buying, isn't it? Um, yeah, it does. It does. And that's why you've seen this, um, you know, the bank of mum and dad. Is 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 very very large. Yeah. You know, um, the bank of mum and dad, or the the bank of grandpop and grandma. Mm. Um, you've seen a lot of that. Um, for young people, they're just going to have to rent longer, or perhaps like some jurisdictions, like the Germans or the Americans, you rent for life and you don't own a home. Yeah, um, that's a dream, is it? I mean, it was my dream. I'm sure it was your <laughs> dream, and uh, we're lucky enough to have been able to have done that. It's going to be hard, though, moving forward, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And all the fact is that we have a much more robust rental market, Mm. um, which is something that I know that the current coalition government are aiming to achieve. 
to bring more of the the private sector back into the uh, rental market because a lot of people have exited. So, you know, we need a robust market market so that people can put a roof over their head. You either do that by borrowing someone else's and paying them rent or you do it yourself. And look, Ken, if it gets to the point where it's just too prohibitive to buy a property and the commitment is just so large for so many people, then, yeah, they will need to go to the rental market. Is it going to be pressure on the bank of mum and dad, as you put it? Because, you know, I've experienced yes. the bank of mum and dad. Um, and, I, and I read a thought that should we be helping our kids out now while we're still alive so that they can move ahead with their life? Is that something that you might recommend? You know, here's your inheritance now. Well, effectively, that's what's happening, Ken. Yeah, that's so, right. So, so we, help out, we help out a lot of clients with providing capital in the form of um, that kind of first home, um, advance or sometimes it's a second home because the child goes through a divorce or there's mm. a, a relationship issue and they need some help so they let's just call it a second chance yep. which is what is uh, the term in kiwi save our world for withdrawals but you've also got people and uh, grandparents paying it forward by giving an early inheritance to grandchildren by paying for their university education mm. so the so the grandchildren aren't left with a student loan um, or some other um, fiscal debt so yeah, you are seeing a huge amount of that. That's not uncommon. That's happened in the past. Mm. I think it's just become much more systemic now and much more common. And in some cases, it's almost expected yes. because of the prohibitive um, cost structure of actually buying a home. But there are some caveats that come with that and some warnings. Uh, and that's why you know they always say you know it's it's not the sale price that's important. It's the fine print. Mm. Yeah. And well, the fine print is if you're going to give away money to the next generation or the generation after that, as in the grandparents giving to grandchildren, it's really, really important that you know exactly where you, as the donor, the gifter, mm. you know exactly where your financial position is and how much you can afford to give away. Yes, indeed. Because we've seen a lot of people who've given too much and it has actually affected their own lifestyle. And that's the last thing that people want because effectively you've powered up the next generation, you've given them too much. The next generation have a phenomenal earning stream versus the person who gave the cash mm. who may be semi-retirement or retired. They can't go back into the yeah. workforce. So their pot of capital, this is it. Yeah. And if they give too much away or they um, they offer something to one and then – because one one child may need a little bit more than the others, but they decided they want to equalise it. So instead of giving fifty thousand to each child, and if you've got four kids, it's two hundred thousand dollars. You help one out with a hundred thousand, that becomes a four hundred thousand dollar issue if you want to keep everything fair and equal. And all of a sudden, it's like, but but we we needed that money, yeah. Um, because of course the you know the the grandparents or the parents they're having to go out. To, they're in the same market, the same cost structures. Yeah, so, so that's why we say anyone that is going to give away capital to the next generation, they always need to make sure that they know exactly where their own plan is first. And we are living longer. You've got to take that into account. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and, and look, you know, anyone that's been through the public health service knows that, you know, there is there can be a long wait and sometimes that someone may want to, you know, if, if you don't want to wait, you pay yourself. We're probably going to head down the foreign model where overseas this happens more that you actually pay for you want to get something done you pay for it yourself rather than waiting well so therefore there are more costs as you get older on the basis if you're going to have to pay for some of these things yourself so that you can jump the queue yeah. now when we think about it 
an institution like mm. the Stewart Group, uh, we generally, I think, um, have in mind up-and-comers. But you're there for everyone, aren't you? Because you know, even the situation we're talking about now, I mean, I might be in a comfortable situation thinking, well, oh, I might give my kids some money, but I should come and see you and say, well, yeah. let's have a look. What are the ramifications of this? Yeah, correct, yeah. And, you know, so I'd, I'd say, Ken, what's your plan? What does your financial mm. plan look like? If you don't have one, let's create one. Yeah. So that you know when you decide to give some capital to the kids or the grandkids that you're doing it from a position of absolute strength, power of understanding, mm. so that you know exactly how much you can give, how little or how much, because there will be a range, because the larger amount you give, you put your own financial plan and trajectory, yep. financial trajectory um, at risk. So it's, 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 about, it's all about risk. Good on you, Nick. It's been my pleasure to talk with you today. Now, if we want some sound financial advice, where do we get it? You can come see us in the Black Basalt Stone Building at 204 Academy Road in Hastings, or you can come and see us at Level 3158, the Terrace in Wellington. <laughs>